Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, it's just a plethora of stuff again today in this really scary time in America with uh, socialism being so highly praised and thought of in, in certain circles in this country. And an avowed committed socialist is at the top of the Democrats' list of potential nominees. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're good. There have been groups of Americans that have flirted with socialism and socialists in the past. For instance, you know, we had the eugenics phase. A lot of Americans loved the celebrated playwright and supporter of genocide, George Bernard Shaw. You must all know half a dozen people at least. Who are no use in this world. Sure. Who are more trouble than they are worth. Just oh, put him there and say, sir or madam, yeah, can we be kind enough to justify your existence? If you can't justify your existence, <laughs> if you're not pulling your weight in the social group, mm-hmm. then clearly, clearly. we cannot use the big organization of our society mm-hmm. for the purpose of keeping you alive. Like you. Life does not benefit us, and it can't be a very much use to yourself. Sir, oh madam, would you be kind enough to justify your existence? Uh, we should have said, yeah, what an excellent, excellent idea, uh, Bernard. Why don't you start us off on that? Okay, we'll just put you there and <laughs> say, sir, uh, now will you be kind enough to justify your miserable existence? And then, of course, when we hear you're a worthless playwright, I was going to say, it contributes wait. nothing to society. <laughs> you don't contribute a single potato. Sir, when was the last play you wrote that was right. of any consequence? Clearly, we cannot allow the organization of society to allow you to live. And, of course, there was the widespread ex- acceptance 100 years ago of Margaret Sanger and her vision of eliminating all black people. Uh, and that acceptance, by the way, has continued. I admire Margaret Sanger enormously. Sure, sure. Her courage, her tenacity. Courage. Yeah, tenacity. Her vision. Vision of... Another of my... Of murdering black people. What a vision. Yeah. yeah we heard from the uh, black bishop the other day, who doesn't appreciate that vision very much. Uh, but while we've had candidates with Marxist ideology at the very core of their being uh barack obama rings a bell uh we we have never had someone who's open and blatant about their socialism who self-proclaims it we've never had anyone like that lead a major american party and lead the polls that's frightening those same people democrats and leftists right now are openly denying reality and science. They're trying to convince Americans and the rest of the world. The gender is fluid. (laughs) It's not a binary thing. There's dozens of actual genders. Come on. You can choose any one of them. Your body doesn't doesn't count toward your gender. What's in your pants doesn't mean anything, you know, for as far as your gender is concerned. Only your attitude matters there. You can identify as whatever you want. And the rest of us just have to acquiesce. 
And this kind of hysteria right now has reached such a fevered pitch that they're now insisting that men can have periods and give birth. I'd like to see it. And that if a biological man wants to compete against uh, women in sports because he identifies as, as a woman, that's eh, fine. And these people who have supposedly been all about fairness and equity, they now believe it's fair and equitable to have men compete in women's sports. It's ludicrous. It's frightening. We've got stories about that today. <laughs> yeah. As if all that's not enough, we're also being told that weather patterns that over time become known as our climate, those very same patterns that have always existed on this planet, uh, they're now a crisis, a catastrophe, an extinction-level calamity that mankind must stop within 10 years or we're all dead. We've got stories on that today. By the way, despite the fact that we can't even accurately predict the weather for this afternoon, we're supposed to believe that their predictions are accurate over the next 100 years. And we can also control whatever it is the climate does. It's asinine. And it's frightening. we got the coronavirus that is boiling over right now. I'm sorry, COVID-19. Thank you. We've got COVID-19. My goodness, why the hate? I, I'm trying to eliminate the hate and and racism for my Right, life. but xenophobia, yeah. it just comes natural for you, and mm. uh, that's where we're at. Yeah, it really does. Okay. But this pandemic, this COVID-19 pandemic, is so bad that 60 out of 330 million people in our country have it. Do you know that's... 0.000016% of the of the nation that's like uh 16 10 millionths of 1% of the country has the the covid-19 virus was that 10 zeros uh, it's uh no two, yeah, one, let's make sure two, we get this three, right, dude. Four, five, six zeros and oh. then the one six afterwards hmm. i mean if it were 16 10 millionths of a percent if it were one bad. less zero, all I know is then it would be oh, Keith, it's, it's bad. Yes, that's right. If we had one less one zero less, in there, yes. then I'd start to panic. Well, do you sure. know it's so bad that nobody in San Francisco had this? Well, I think they just found maybe one person in Northern California. Is that right? right? Yeah, and they may have contracted it here. We're not sure yet, but they've declared a state of emergency in San Francisco over it, and they did that before anybody had it in Northern California. Now, obviously, it's a much bigger problem in China, and it could become one here. But every year, we have up to 45 million people who get the flu. Up to 61,000 people have died from it in this nation. We don't ever panic over the flu. Why are we panic? It's, you know, it's time for us as normal, thinking American patriots to stand up and and demand a stop to the insanity all around us. We reject your socialist garbage, Democrats. And we we reject the rest of your crappy candidates who are all on the verge. They're either socialist or socialist light. And we reject your nonsensical, non-scientific bullcrap about gender and the climate. And... We insist that every single one of you that believes all that misguided moronity get mental help right now. I want you all 
to get help. You should be checked. You know, like the like the two-year-olds who can't talk yet. You, all these adults who believe all these things, they need to get checked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't take the climate hysteria. And we're not going to allow you to bankrupt our nation over a non-existent issue. You know, we've got, uh, what's his name, Mark Ruff- Ruffalo? Oh, gosh, this guy. Uh, guy is agonizing. Uh, is that one of the videos? No, we don't have okay. a video. Uh, he's out talking about, he's selling a movie. And the movie is, of course, about pollution or whatever. And there are instances of, you know, violations of the environment by uh, certain corporations. We've, you know, we all know about, um, what's her name? The Julia, Julia Roberts portrayed her. Erin uh, Brockovich. Erin Brockovich. We all know she stumbled onto something. Uh, and maybe, and there have been other lawyers uh, who have represented people in class action lawsuits. Yes, there have been times in American history when there have been corporations who didn't care or they didn't understand what they were doing at the time or whatever the case may be. And we always try to deal with that and that shouldn't happen. But as far as 0.9 degrees. Nope. Less. Less? It's less than 0.9 <laughs> degrees? Don't forget, it, it's the, the most it's 0.7, and these are based on lies. These numbers are made up. That's true. That's and true. That's if, why it's a hoax. And even if you take those numbers out, it's still <clears throat> faulty because we don't have the Siberian weather stations like we had 30 years ago under Soviet Russia. I'm telling you, man. It, uh, what a mess. It's agonizing. Big lie. <clears throat> uh, Ruffalo. Now he's the guy. If you're if you're not aware with who Mark <laughs> Ruffalo is, he plays. Yeah, uh, don't make him angry. Uh, Incredible Hulk. Right, the Hulk. <laughs> and Bannon. What's his first name? Bruce Bannon. Bruce Bannon. Uh-huh. And then he turns into the Hulk. Yeah, that's what you know him from. Yeah. So basically, it, he's he's more clear when he communicates as the Hulk than he does uh, with all <laughs> yes. this activism crap. <laughs> and he's so proud of his activism. Ugh. He said, I think, we should, I think the world should consider my president as public enemy number one at this point. Oh, my. Um, uh, what we probably need, what we probably in the next 10 years need to do, it'll be crucial to the future of this planet. Um, I, love the, I love the blaze includes the uh um, and the ums in yes. his quotes. <laughs> it's just a direct quote, people. Right. We're just quoting him. We want to make sure we're right. So they used them all. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> what we probably do in the next 10 years will be crucial to the future of the planet. Um, and this is only going to become more and more evident to us. We're not, we're not going backwards from here. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's not just this story. This is a system. So then uh, the interviewer asked him if there's any heroes in the world. And Ruffalo, of course, cited. Who would you guess is his hero right now? Oh, gosh. It's the same. Who's... Bernie Sanders. No. No? Gr- maybe worse oh, than that. Oh, no. Yeah, Greta. Greta Thunberg is his hero. And mm-hmm. in Extinction Rebellion, that radical oh, protest group. There you go. Love him. He, lo- he loves him. It's happening all over, he said. And uh, we're going to have to make people uncomfortable. Again, let's start with you, Mark. Let's start making you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. How about we flush all your crappy movies right down the right down the toilet? <laughs> We're going to have to get radical, he said. 
we're going to have to do peaceful um, peaceful demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> peaceful protest. Um, uh, peaceful actions that stop the system. I, I mean, this just gives me a rash. Whoa. Yeah, it does. It's spreading all over my body right now. It That's just, uncomfortable. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, He's Pat made me uncomfortable. Gray, he did it. Planning to do two hours of this program for you, the people. With a Ruffalo rash. With the Ruffalo rash. Uh, you don't realize this. Just sitting over there, itching mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Good luck, man. Do you, you. you need anything? Like, should I go get uh, you some, like, ice packs or something? Or? Ointment of some ointment, sort, maybe? Yeah. Anti-Ruffalo ointment. Martin, see if we have any anti-Ruffalo ointment in the first aid kit down the hall, please. We'll let you know. You know, and, you know, it's no wonder so many of these, uh, so many of these kids, the millennials today, are just so freaked out. Everybody they watch, everybody they admire, everybody that's held up as an authority or a cool person or a hero in society, they're all pounding them with this propaganda that wow. they're about to die. Right. Just think about that. Think about Al Gore screaming into a microphone until he ruined the stupid thing, yelling about George Bush. He play- betrayed this he country. Played on our fears. Played on our fears. To try to keep us safe from terrorists who had a track record of murdering Americans inside our sovereign borders. And this guy has made millions upon millions of playing on our fears. Oh, hundreds of millions, if not billions. I mean, there are estimates that he's over a billion dollars now. <sighs> In fact, he's been called the wor- the world's first uh, climate billionaire. <laughs> he betrayed this country. He, he played, played on our fears. fears. He betrayed this country. He played on our fears. <laughs> yeah, he's worth between. Uh, well, no, that's not right. This is an old number, man. Well, it's probably seven years ago. He was only worth two hundred thousand. What? Yeah, yeah. You mean two hundred million? I mean two hundred million. I'm sorry, yeah, two hundred okay. million. All right, yeah. uh, just seven years ago. Is that before or after the sale? Right, of... I, that was before. Yeah, because See. he did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he made a fortune from the stupid network that nobody watched. <laughs> Because he sold it to an oil nation. And that wasn't even a problem. <laughs> this guy. Uh, you know, he's probably... <laughs> That's unbelievable. He is probably the only person in American history who's glad they didn't win the presidency. Oh, yeah. He should oh. be sending thank you cards to Seriously. 537 people in the state of Florida right. that were the difference in the year 2000 election. Oh. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, this is the best thing that ever happened to the him. The best thing that ever happened to him. He went was... on to win all kinds of awards. Really, every cool award there is, from the Nobel Prize to an Oscar to an Emmy. He won them all. Travel and luxury on his fossil fuel burning jets. Yeah. Oh, the houses, How, the homes in Malibu. The what chakra. Are you doing? Why are you building in Malibu when that's going to be underwater soon? True. Huh? Yeah. Weird. <laughs> huh? I swear. He betrayed this country. He played on our fears. And man, can you say that about Al Gore? Uh-huh. You talk about a man playing on people's fears, a fear monger who is benefiting financially. I mean, the, the whole climate Jeez. catastrophe, that, 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 that whole industry, it's an industry of fear. Oh, sure it That's is. That's all it is. Yep. And boy, do they have control in so many areas, including not yeah, only do. governments, but your children's minds in classrooms. And, you know, I guess I guess they have a point because 
I guess we're 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 forcing polar bears to be cannibals now. Yeah, we're gonna get into that in a minute. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> first, let me take sixty seconds and tell you about uh, Brickhouse Nutrition. With all the talk about the coronavirus, you know, people have stopped talking about the flu, which has killed sixteen thousand people and hospitalized over a quarter million in the U.S. And that's just so far in the flu season. It's not even over yet. One of the best ways to avoid getting sick is a healthy immune system. And that's why I fortify my body every day with Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. One scoop has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. And that boosts your energy and supports a healthy immune system. It's just, it's good for you. Doctors agree a diet of fruits and vegetables can reduce your risk of heart disease. Plus, Field of Greens is prebiotic, probiotic, and a great source of vitamins and fiber and other nutrients. And it's not a hassle at all. You just take a scoop of it, put it into a glass of water, stir it up, and drink it. And you're done. Or you can put it into a smoothie, if you'd rather. I'm just too lazy for that much of the time. <laughs> just, uh, I'm just going to put it in water because it's it makes yeah. it taste like Kool-Aid, and you just, you're done. And it's quicker in the morning, uh-huh. you know, when you're trying to get here at 4 a.m. Right. So, so right, right now... You can save 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT at BrickHousePAT.com. BrickHousePAT.com. Subscribe today and save an extra 10% every single month. This virus season, turn your immune system into a brick house with Field of Greens. It's BrickHousePAT.com. Is Pat Gray unleashed? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Apparently, polar bears are eating each other. Well, <clears throat> so you know, I was just telling you that climate change mm-hmm. is a hoax. I'm I'm sorry, I stand corrected. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pull all that I back, corrected, and we're gonna replace it with uh, the, the harsh reality that is uh, polar bear <laughs> cannibalism. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, look at that. Look at the look at the image Rob look has at, up there. Oh, that looks like a mean polar he bear. He looks like he could eat another polar bear for sure. That's not your that's not your Coca-Cola at Christmas right? time polar bear. <laughs> this guy's pissed. I don't think look you're going to be able to keep him at bay with a with a Coke and smile. <laughs> look at him. I can't even imagine him drinking a Coke. Can you? He looks too mean for that. I, I can imagine him <laughs> doing Coke. Yes. <laughs> Looks like he already has, and it's fried his brain, and now he's just walking around pissed. Yikes. Look at that, man. Looking that, for another polar bear. That, that he's he's crashing hard. Yeah, he's... he's wow. Wow. <laughs> so... <laughs> he does not fit the marketing stereotype. <laughs> the cases of polar bears killing and eating each other are on the rise. There's no denying it. Okay. In the Arctic, as melting ice and human activity... Erode their habitat. Ah, that's according to a Russian scientist, and uh, what he said yesterday. He said this: okay. cases of cannibalism among polar bears are a long-established fact. Wait, then what are we worried about? But we're worried. He's about to tell us we're worried that such cases used to be found rarely, while now they are recorded quite often. <laughs> Okay. Thank you for those specifics. <laughs> That's really good. Okay. Okay. We got numbers or no? Uh, no, we don't. No, we just have. Um, he just says it's increasing. We state that cannibalism in polar bears is increasing. 
Is this is now, this Doctor Maslowski talking? No, this or? is uh, <laughs> not Doctor Maslowski, Keith. <laughs> Don't be an ass. <laughs> it's That's a too late. That ship sailed long ago. It's Doctor Mordvintsev. Doctor Mordvintsev. Doctor a senior researcher at Moscow's uh, Servetsov <laughs> Institute of Problems of Ecology and Evolution. What a prominent, prominent scientist <laughs> this guy is. No, not Moscow's Servetsov yeah. Institute of Problems in Ecology and Evolution. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, I, I didn't know that you had somebody that prominent here. Yeah, yeah, you uh, don't mess mm. with this guy. He, 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 he actually got his degree from the um, MIT Correspondence School. Oh, I did believe he? believe is where he got that. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, he says in some seasons there's just not enough food and large males attack females with cubs and they eat them. Wow. Um, the ru- <laughs> I like this little little oh, no. addendum, just a little asterisk Uh-oh. in the story. What do we got? You, you, when you stop mid-sentence, something good's coming. Yeah, I love it. I love this. <laughs> the rise in cases may also be partly due to more people working in the Arctic and reporting <laughs> such behavior. So we got more eyes on the situation. <laughs> I mean, this is Dr. Maslowski. I mean, it, it could be that some people... <laughs> in some summer month. Now, wait. You think it could be because there's more people seeing it? That, you know what? No. This is the kind of thing, just to, just to sidetrack for a second, this is the kind of, <sighs> of sentence that gives me hope that the country isn't burning into a ash pile. Mm-hmm. It's that technology, we're everywhere, Okay. So yep. we're reporting more of the insanities because we're all, we have smartphones we have, and we're, yes. you know And we saying? have people in places where they didn't used to be because they couldn't mm-hmm. because they didn't have enough protection. Now, you know, you can have scientists in the Arctic and Antarctica all the time. So maybe They live bear- there full time. Right. Maybe polar bears Always have been did this. eating each other for as long there's, as they've been around. We just haven't seen it because we're not hanging out where it's minus 30 degrees. No maybe about it. There's no maybe. Mm-hmm. That, that is the case. Uh, and he even admits, well, now we get information not only from scientists, but oh. also from the growing number of oil workers and defense ministry employees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really? We have, so more people seeing things might mean yeah. it's always been going on. We're just seeing it more often now. Uh-huh. I mean, this is just, this is the kind of stuff yeah. we get every day on this. And, and then they wonder why we call it a hoax. Well, you're just science deniers. No, no, we're just logical people who know that there are reasonable explanations for these things and not that, that mankind has completely changed the weather on this planet. See, this audience unbelievable. is going to take the time to not only see the headline, read the story, and comprehend it, whereas most people aren't even going to read the story. They're, They're not going to get down head- to this. They're going to see the headline like, yep. oh my gosh, polar bears are eating each other because we've taken all their food from their habitat. They're right. going to go to the water cooler. They're going to spread this stupid propaganda. Then those people are going to go out and vote for morons that are going to take tax dollars from you to go and fund this kind of crap that takes over your lives all because of a headline said polar bears are eating polar bears because humans suck. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be talking about this story in, mm-hmm. in public schools and the kids are going to yep. be soaking oh, yeah. it up. Yeah. And they're, they're just going to... They're going to become paranoid, like I don't know Greta Thunberg. How dare you! I know, and it's I worse know. than this. It, it, it talks about how they're getting um, oil in this region, 
Mm-hmm. And so there's another ding against fossil fuels. See, we have to go to where the polar bears are to get these evil, dirty, polluting fuels. So not only are they polluting the air, but they're hurting the environment and the polar bears can't get food now. Oh, gosh. It's an agonizing story. I take it back. I take it back. Uh, We're in worse shape now than we were 100 years ago. We didn't have (laughs) smartphones. So, yeah, it's... uh, I mean, it's... mm -hmm. You know, it's like a lot of other problems that seem like they're so bad. Are they really? Or has it always been like that? And we just hear about it more. Mm -hmm. And they've been talking about... The other problem might be, and it really isn't a problem, but um, there are more polar bears than there used to be. So the species that they thought was going to go extinct in the 70s and 80s has actually increased by 500% over the last 50 years. Okay. 500%. So there's more polar bears. Thus, yeah. you're going to see it more as well because they're just they're everywhere now. There's 25,000 of them instead of uh, 5,000 like there used to be. I mean, you can spin this if you would like, Mr. Right-Wing Talk Show Host. Uh-huh. But the fact of the matter is that the polar bears that are still around... Mm-hmm. are the ones who are eating each other. That's true. So we only have the mean polar true. bears left. Yeah, right. All of the We saw one ones. of them a few minutes ago. Show them again to <laughs> show, show us, people show us what the we're talking head. about. The crackhead polar bear. Look at him. Oh, my gosh. He's That angry. polar bear's out of his mind he right is. now. You can tell. He's out of yeah. his mind. I tell you. This Isn't is... the polar bear we heard about in that public service announcement that Sharon Lawrence <laughs> did a few years ago? How dare you? Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. Oh, wait. What, what's her name? Uh, Jenner... Lawrence? Who is it? I think Sharon Lawrence. She she was in NYPD Blue. Oh, okay. I don't know. Remember her? her? Yeah. And she's an actress, and she did this commercial, uh, the touching, touching polar bear spot. A tragedy is unfolding <laughs> in the world today. Yeah. Climate change mm. is threatening right. one of the most magnificent wild animals. Is on it the gerbils? Planet. Squirrels? What? No, she's telling. Polar bears. Oh, pol- no, right. Oh, that's struggling right. struggling to survive. Polar bears. They're struggling. The ice is melting all around them. No, don't say that. And food is becoming harder to find. That's why they're eating it. There it is. That's why they're eating each other. There it is. That's why. She nailed it right here. Climate change. Climate change. It's happening. It's happening. Right now. Right now. And it's leaving mothers weaker and unable to provide for their young. And cubs cubs dying. dying. Without enough to eat. Without enough to eat because the cubs are dying. (sighs) All I know is that cannibal polar bear. Yeah. That is a great band name. Mm-hmm. The, the Cannibal Polar Bears opening up tonight at the Roxy. It's not bad. You like it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something there. Maybe it's not CPB. Maybe there's something else we could do with that. Uh, cannibal mm-hmm. Polar Polar Bear Cannibalism. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> they got a great bass player, by the way. Oof. Underrated. Uh, the, the Polar Bears. Yeah. Just, I'm, I don't know if I can do the rest of the show now. Is it because is it you haven't itched in a while, though? I mean, is the Ruffalo rash uh, subsiding? It's, no, it's spreading all over spreading. my body. Well, now. we got a break coming up, and then yeah. uh, Martin will come in get here some and, and uh, rub you down and be good. You'll be good to go. Martin, are you ready? <laughs> I'm not sure I like the sound of Martin that. Martin is ready to go. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, add Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So there's still so much to cover. <laughs> we haven't even scratched the surface yet. You're going to be. By the end of the day, you are going to be so frightened by <laughs> all the things going on in this world, you won't be able to function. <laughs> I don't know why I present that as a good thing to you, but uh, 
you know, maybe there's uh, maybe maybe there's something we can do to mitigate the problem. Like I don't know, inject a little bit of logic into the situation. No, why why do you want to do that, man? No, I don't know. What are you talking about? Know. It's yeah. completely antithetical to what we should be doing. Uh, Coke is saying that the coronavirus could cause diet Coke shortages <gasps> because of tighter supplies of artificial sweeteners sourced from China. See, we get absolutely. Everything. Yeah, that's going to come. From China. That's going to become more and more clear as the months go on. And that's going to hit us hard in not just, you know, the Diet Coke department, but mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical department. Some drugs won't be available. That's, yeah. That could be really bad. But that I, part of this flu thing. I is, think this story you've got in your hand is going to get one uh, Stuber Gear on board if, <laughs> if we have a Diet Coke uh, shortage uh, in the supply Stu chain. Stu loves his sodas, man. He <laughs> loves his diet soda. He I, he drinks, and he's proud of this, <laughs> um, like 15 to 20 a day. No. What? I think it's more than a dozen. <laughs> it's it's certainly more than 12. Uh, the guy oh. absolutely loves diet soda. Well, then. Yeah, so gonna this is going to hit him hard. Yeah. He's always up. poo-pooing uh, these stories about, you know, apocalypse. <laughs> but here it is right now, the soda apocalypse. Wow. Soda apocalypse, yes. Man, oh man, he's mm. yep. We'll have to ask him about this today. <laughs> it's frightening. We'll get into that uh, and much more. Bernie Sanders, uh, an ESPN analyst, was suspended the other day because he called Baker Mayfield, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, an effing midget. <laughs> Tell you about that as well. All on the way on Pat Gray Unleashed. <laughs> This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Propaganda Pudding Pop <laughs> tweets. Do you think we'll get an ad now for the Feed the Polar Bear Foundation from Sally Struthers? Oh no. Oh, I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that will happen. Uh-huh. Ryan Patrick, weren't some Native American tribes into cannibalism? So climate change has been going on for a pretty long time, almost like the climate. Is always changing, unless the Native Americans were all cruising around in SUVs. Oh, that's possible. Jeffy's hot pink yoga pants. I don't even want that uh, Ooh, image no, in my honey, head. Day ruined. No. Oh. Why do I feel the taxpayers are footing the bill to study the cannibalistic eating habits of the bipolar bear? Mm-hmm. Give him time. Uh, Pat's Ruffalo Rash cream dealer. <laughs> they spring up quickly, don't they? These people <laughs> see an opportunity. <laughs> uh, hey, Pat and Keith, how do you catch a polar bear? Cut a hole in the ice and line the rim with frozen peas. When the polar bear comes to take a pea, you kick him in the ice hole. <laughs> okay. Long way to the well. That's a long way to the ice hole. <laughs> and Pastor Sam Burton. Polar bears eating one another? Okay. Uh, just watched a Disney nature special that showed this behavior among all other species of bear. It's a thing. Calm down, please. Yeah, they can't. They have to make everything a crisis, a catastrophe. Yep. It's an extinction-level event when this stuff starts. And you have to remember, they're also trying to back up what Ted Turner said 10 or 15 years ago, that he (laughs) believed there was cannibalism in, what, 30 years, I think he said? 
So, I mean, we're getting pretty close to that mark where it should be about, I bet it's been 15 or 20 years since he said it. We should start to see the beginnings of human cannibalism here popping up pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, we'll get reports. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when did he say? <clears throat> 2008? That seemed right to you? Was it? Yeah, maybe. I know I was in Houston at the time. Okay, so 2008, and let's see, 30 or 40 years. So so between 2038 and 2048, we're uh, going to start okay. devouring each other. So we got that going for us mm-hmm. to look forward to. And polar bears are obviously ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. Well, they're ahead of a lot of curves. Um, so there was an annual report published on Monday. Coke cited delays in the production and export of ingredients sourced from China, including zero-calorie sweeteners used in several of its <laughs> diet products. This is going to... You know, now you've hit them in the Diet Coke area. <laughs> now, now Americans now we're are pissed. <laughs> Yeah, so if, if this thing spirals out of control um, for the rest of the world and not another American gets infected, mm-hmm. it's still going to be a big deal right, if our diet sodas are... You've, now you've messed with our you, lifestyle. You've messed with the stream. Nope, can't mm-hmm. have that. Now we spring into action and fix this thing. Some Diet Coke fan is going to find a cure in the next few days. <laughs> <laughs> As a result of the outbreak of the novel... Uh, coronavirus COVID-19 beginning in January 2020. Our suppliers in China have experienced some delays in the production and export of these ingredients. We've initiated contingency supply plans and don't foresee a short-term impact due to these delays. However, we may see tighter supplies of some of these ingredients in the long term should production or expert operations in China deteriorate. Mm. The thing I wonder is Will this crisis spur American businesses to think, hey, I can't count on Chinese production anymore. I can't do it. I'm telling you, man, this could be a global shift. Yeah. Could they come back to the U.S. or, you know, because you don't want an Asian-based system because look how badly Asia is affected by this virus. It's spread all throughout the area. South Korea and Japan are second and third in uh, the number of cases. So... I don't think I'd want to I'd want to be beholden to China like that. If I was running a company like Apple and all my products are made in China virtually, I'm thinking we need to produce this here. Wouldn't you be thinking that? Oh yeah. Absolutely. And when the dust settles and let's just assume that this virus goes the course of all previous and we get this under control, some accountant, some bean counter mm-hmm. at some big corporation or small here in America, should sit down and find out how much was was the was the cost savings of doing all your stuff from China. Was it worth, was it? It worth it in what you lost? Is it worth it. And then move everything here if not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So Got I some think decisions gonna be, to be made. There's going to be some economic reordering, uh, depending on how long this thing goes, as far as what you say, uh, the way companies here in America do business. There's hopefully going to be some freedom aspects to this Mm -hmm. and the people of china who were left in the dark for so long uh, by their government Mm -hmm. hopefully there's a positive impact on liberty there another thing to consider is with this with with climate change and the global warming that is happening Mm -hmm. when the pacific ocean evaporates how then will we get uh from china to here without without uh further uh, ruining the environment with plane travel. You're you're not going to have ships anymore sailing the seas because they're going to evaporate. 
Really? The the, the ocean's gonna evaporate? Yeah, it'll be, it'll Wait, evaporate. But I thought the I thought the oceans were right. Now I'm confused. They're evaporating. Well, they were rising? they were rising, okay. but now it's then it, at some point it gets so hot. Wow. It just turns oh, the whole boils. ocean into boils <gasps> and turns into gas. Yeah. Oh well, then shipping yeah. costs from China will be easier because we'll just build an <laughs> interstate from China to California. Maybe that's the solution right there. I mean, this will work yeah. out in the end. Just be we'll patient. Be okay. We'll be okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, Ryan in Florida, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey, Ryan. It's a great show, and um, I just wanted to add to. Uh, your story before about the polar bears. Yeah. Uh, I was watching a program on Discovery or Natio, one of those, and they were going on and on about how uh, this one river was drying up. And, you know, of course, it's climate change and everything else to go along with it. And right at the end, before commercial, they squeeze in, oh, well, scientists also believe the farmers are pulling too much off of it. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, oh, it, so there may be an alternative explanation. Really. Oh, I see. Other than the temperature going up 0.7 <laughs> degrees, there might be something else happening here. Yeah, I love that. They do yep, that. Yep. They do that in every single one of those shows. All of them. Always right at the end too, but yep. nobody's hanging around <laughs> all the way till the end. <laughs> no. Thanks, yep. thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I mean, we don't believe this is the thing, but also uh, there's over-irrigation in the area, and uh, farmers might have... Whoa, 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 rewind that. What? Did you hear that? They just no, mentioned I didn't something. say anything. What do you mean? Hold on. Say that again? Climate change. Climate change oh. is killing us. Yeah, I didn't hear what Climate, I thought I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I'm just going to go to bed now. Seriously. <laughs> it's, it's like the Netflix stuff they do with David... Is it David Attenborough? Uh, he's he's a really good narrator of all of those uh, nature shows. I, I really enjoy them it, until they get to the climate change crap. They always and have to mix that in. They always do. And, it, you know, they go out of their way to try to, uh, if they can't find an actual instance of climate change to make something that already happened seem like it's climate change, as they did with the walruses and the polar bears. Uh-huh. Remember that episode? Yep. Uh, that, I would like a. I'd like to know how that ends up, because they should be held accountable for. Oh, that. absolutely. Murdering that was these despicable. Walruses, yeah. The walruses. If you missed it, the walruses. I mean, there were literally hundreds of them on this island uh, near the Arctic. I think it was. And some was it in Alaska? Maybe. Anyway, they went to shore and then they climbed up this hill. The way walruses climb, <laughs> their little fins flapping around. And so a bunch of them make it to the top of the hill just to rest there. And they blame this on climate change because they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Or I, I don't know how climate change ties into this, but they all start falling off the cliff. They've climbed up the cliff and now they're in a panic and they all start rushing off the cliff and falling and and die and then the polar bear <laughs> shows up and he sees all these dead walruses and it's buffet time for him mm-hmm. but what really happened was not climate change but their stupid drones likely spooked all of these walruses and they started this panic and and started running from the sound and fell over the cliff and hundreds of them died i mean it was it was really sad but they made that into climate change Something they probably caused. Yeah, they were scared. Yeah, despicable. I mean, really, 
really despicable. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of which, um, Bernie, we have this uh, Bernie radicals. The the uh, yeah, it's the uh, special. You know, Glenn does these Wednesday night specials here on Blaze TV, and he was going to talk about the Bernie radicals. The, those people who are really radical surrounding Bernie Sanders. He doesn't have just normal, everyday campaign staff. He has people mm-hmm. who are ideologues, like socialist ideologues. Uh, check this out. This is amazing. From Glenn Special last night. Socialism is... Uh, wait, can we start this over again and so that I can... I'll read these for um, read these panels for people who may not be watching on uh, Blaze TV. All right, go ahead, start it again. Socialism is the doctrine that m- man has no right to exist for his own sake; that his life and his work do not belong to him, but to society; that the only justification of existence is his service to society, and that society may dispose of him if it pleases. We just heard that theory from. Uh, Bernard Shaw, He's George Bernard Shaw. Years now. But America can never forget this day. Somebody said he shouted out, is this R's or D's? And someone shouted back, Republicans. Mm. 24 elected officials practicing baseball, for God's sakes. The bullets are landing just a couple of feet from me. Targeted. One almost lost his life. It all happened because a delusion man so strongly supported a socialist candidate that he believed using a gun was the only way and the right way to achieve his utopian ideal. And time after time after time throughout both history and in our current day, we've seen those who support a communist way of life resort to violence to make their point, to get their way. They destroy or even kill anyone who stands in their way. It's the reality those living under communism have to endure every day. But now, it's becoming a reality here. The Democrats are about to nominate currently their front runner. When Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad thing? A guy who has failed time and time again to speak out against the violence his supporters, his campaign workers, advocate. Air light him on fire in the street. A candidate who supported every single violent communist regime throughout history. American journalists talk about how bad a country is because people are lining up for food. Yeah. That's a good thing. What happens to the shining city on the hill? The beacon of freedom for the rest of the world. If a candidate who supports this becomes the most powerful man in the world. Where does the world turn for help? Bernie Sanders' presidency is dangerous for far too many reasons. Higher taxes, Medicare for all, a near complete government takeover of any industry you could possibly name. Our stock market will crash. But this, this is what changes us the most. I know what Bernie's like, well, you know, hey, for education, for everybody, 
because we're going to have to teach you not to be a Nazi. There's a reason Joseph Stalin had gulags, right? Wow. Over and over again, Bernie has shown he appeals to the angry left, the violent left. And it's time the media stops excusing his apparent inability to downplay the countless examples of extremism his rabid fans support. Gulags were actually meant for, like, re-education. It's time, America, to stop ignoring the truth. Because if we don't, America is never the same again. It is time you know the truth about Bernie Sanders and those he works with. And it begins right now. So that's that's just the introduction. Uh, powerful stuff. And Americans need to know that information. Sign up today, blazetv.com. And you can watch the special, uh, even if you missed it last night. I mean, Bernie has all of these radicals surrounding him, but he's he's never made any bone. He's never he's never tried to uh, say that he's not a, a socialist, a Marxist, or that he. I mean, he loves these uh, leaders around the world who have brought about all the destruction. He's fine with them. I mean, Castro. He'll claim that yeah, I've I've. I've denounced uh, what the bad things that Castro has done. Not, not really. Not really. What he does usually, I mean, he's so, listen to this from just the other day. When dictatorships, whether it is the Chinese or the Cubans, Whoa. do something good, Hi. you acknowledge that. Hi. Sure. Okay, so he's adamant about pointing out the good things that brutal dictators have done in the name of socialism and communism. But can he point to one good thing Donald Trump has ever done? Or the United States has ever done? I never hear him talking about that. I never hear him talking about what a great land this is and all the good things America has done. He always focuses on the brutal dictatorships that we've propped up. He just said it the other day. Saudi Arabia, what are the brutal dictatorships that we love? I mean, the, the guy is dangerous so please sign up and uh and check out the special uh that glenn did last night because you got to know who's around him i mean his campaign manager all the people that surround him the uh advice this guy is getting unbelievable amazing uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at pat unleashed on twitter uh we where we've got <clears throat> Some tweets here. For instance, Amy What's-Her-Face tweets, So polar bears, which live in sparsely populated regions where there are no men to help control the population because we can't withstand the frigid climate, naturally result uh, to cab- resort to cab- cannibalism, thereby controlling the population? <laughs> the planet doesn't need us. No. <laughs> it is self-correcting. We've seen that time and time again. Uh, from W. Bagby, maybe that polar bear just needs a Snickers bar. Oh, yeah, because oh. he's not himself. Oh, that helps. Right? Uh, from one hangry polar bear to another, I can tell you that'll help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Keith's scruffy homeless beard. Diet Coke shortage. My wife would lose her ever-loving mind. Good thing she's sleeping and didn't hear that. Oh, well, she can catch the <laughs> podcast later uh, right. anywhere. 
pretty much anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Spotify, Where you get your, Stitcher, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. iTunes. Radio. Yep, iTunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can you can play it for, uh, and you can even play your, this tweet right here at the uh, 7.53 a.m. Eastern mark. So there you go. Uh, Chris Welderboy tweets, no Diet Coke. This time, we're pissed. <laughs> you know, America really wasn't getting uh, into gear in the fight against the corona. I'm um, excuse me, COVID nineteen. Yeah. Until uh, there was a disruption until, in the supply chain of Diet Coke. Don't don't threaten our soda supply. Don't do it. <laughs> you don't want to wake that sleeping giant. <laughs> Uh, from Sitting Duck, you guys need to shut up about the upcoming Diet Coke Zero shortage. There's going to be a run on the stores before I can get there and buy it all. I love it. I love it. Uh, you probably haven't beaten Stu to the punch. He's probably already there. Yeah. And already back home with the cases and cases. I love that. Don't wake the sleeping giant. You know, <laughs> for the greatest generation, it was the attack on Pearl Harbor that kicked the nation now, into gear. For- now it's the attack on Diet Coke. Right. And, you know, it, it took an attack uh, on 9-11 to wake us up to uh, Islamic terrorism. Mm-hmm. And then here in the year 2020, this generation was stirred... When the diet soda supply yeah. was running short. <laughs> Damn it, are. you come for our sodas. We'll not only cure COVID-19, we'll cure every other disease that threatens Diet Coke. Don't make Don't us, make come us over do there. it. We'll do it. We'll okay. come over there guns blazing. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Gray Unleashed. Triple eight, 933.93. Also, uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, still so much to, to get into. We haven't even scratched the sur- surface yet. Yeah. Um, to House Republicans desperate for a sur- suburban revival. Uh, apparently, some are touting the answer is Pierce Bush. In Houston, Texas, in a in a suburb of Houston called Sugarland, the son of Neil Bush and grandson of George H. W. Bush what? speaks reverently of the contributions of immigrants and has dedicated much of his career to a youth mentorship nonprofit, taking a compassionate approach to conservatism befitting his family name. At a recent campaign event that drew more than a hundred Asian Americans to a mansion in Sugarland, Texas. Uh, dozens lined up for photos with him before and after uh, a a little rally for him happened in a in a concert hall to hear him tout his campaign to keep the most diverse congressional district in the entire United States of America in GOP hands. I realized that if we didn't have a candidate that could reach out to the incredible diversity, by the way, diversity is our strength. Let's be honest about that. To the incredible diversity that makes up this district, then we're we're going to lose this congressional district to a Democrat if we don't. Uh, top party strategists believe uh, his profile as the CEO of the largest Big Brothers Big Sisters affiliate in the country and his family's longstanding uh, cachet in Texas is precisely what they need to hold the uh, to hold the seat for Republicans. So hmm. Pierce <clears throat> Bush. Now the brother of George W. Bush, right? I no no what Neil is the brother, so he'd be the nephew. Oh, he'd nephew? be the nephew of George oh, W. The grandson of H. W. In other words, we got too many Bushes here to keep. Well, there's of. the only ones uh, who haven't run now 
in the Bush family are Tito, Marlon, and Jermaine Bush. Just the three. I mean, you know, just those three, though. Everybody else is in. They're all. I mean, Jeb and and one of Jeb's kids, I think, is running somewhere. You've got um, uh, there's another Bush too. Is it? Uh, he is the brother. Uh, oh no, Neil. No, Bush. I'm Neil. Sorry, Neil is the brother of I'm George. Sorry. My bad. I'll, w. I'll let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Pierce. Okay. Pierce is the nephew. Okay. Um, but there, it's hard to keep track. I know. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. There's so many bushes yeah. in this dynasty. Stop. I mean, it's time to go back to... America, stay out the bushes. Right. Wow. Right? Stay Thank you. out the bushes. Yes. Stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Okay. <laughs> I think Jackson got something right. Yes, he did. <laughs> he was just ahead of his time. The only thing he ever got right in his entire life, let's stay out the bushes now. Could we? Uh, this particular bush, Pierce, is 33. Uh, he's facing questions now, as you might imagine, because the Bush family doesn't get along with Trump. Mm-hmm. He's facing questions about his level of commitment to Trump and the party's agenda, fueled in part by his family's fraught history, of course, with the president. But he's made it clear that he is supportive of President Trump, though his political foes are quick to question the depth of that loyalty. It's an honorable family, this and that. Uh, some... Uh, one of his people said at a campaign fundraiser this month. But again, to try to come into a district that you haven't lived in and to try to convince people that you're the one who's going to go up and help Donald Trump accomplish his goals and objectives, I, I don't know if the people are buying it. No, I bet they will. <laughs> they just keep, we, we just keep electing these people. The Bush family, because it's the Bush family. Uh, for his part... Pierce said, when my uncle George ran for governor of Texas, nobody thought he could win. And he won by outreaching to all corners of the state. The guy embodied what it meant to be a compassionate leader and someone who was really conclusive and understood that we have to be a big tent party. (laughs) And I don't know. I just fundamentally believe that we have to embody that same strategy again. Anytime you hear the big tent strategy... That means this is a moderate. This is a person who leans left in the party. Yep. This is a person who supports um, illegal immigrants coming across the country and staying here and living here and giving yep. birth to kids mm-hmm. who are then citizens forever. Uh, this is a person who wants the DREAM Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is a person who's probably a social liberal uh-huh, and yeah. fiscal conservative who really isn't fiscally conservative. Which is why I say... America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Mm-hmm. Right. Stay, stay out the bushes. Okay, Wait, are we clear on that Did now? Did that one lady screaming ever get medical help? <laughs> I don't know. My goodness. I don't know. But she was really... I think she was adamant about staying out the bushes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 9393 Added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um... From Coconut Kale. Chick-fil-A now has kale chips. What? Uh. Just further proof that the end of days is upon us. Oh, yeah. If that's true, we need to shut down the country. Just turn it off. Mm-hmm. Turn it off. It's over. At two Chick-fil-A? Wow. Mm. Is it true, though? Just, I haven't seen that. Don't make me. I haven't been to Chick-fil-A up. in a little while. I can't believe now my browser history is going to have kale chips in it.
<laughs> here we go. Chick-fil-A, kale chips. Here we are. Yeah, uh, there we go. Yum, oh, yum, no. yum. I got some... Uh, kale chips? Why would some, you... What is the deal? Nutrition facts here. It's a... Oh, how nutritious is it? Well, the kale crunch side uh, is a salad made of curly leaf kale and cabbage. Mm. Dinner bell ringing, right? Oh, man. Topped roasted almonds and an apple cider and Dijon mustard vinaigrette. It is available in place of waffle fries for no additional no. cost. Get out of here. That's nope. how you figure out who the Soviet infiltrators are, is they go to Chick-fil-A and they order kale crunch side neutral okay i can't i can't mm. do this man no waffle no, fries are bust it's on american and it's wrong now chris jeffy's producer chris is t- is telling me in my in my headphones that they're delicious oh is he? i'm sorry there's no such thing oh, as delicious he? kale anything mm. wow seriously have you wow. tried them like, be, be chris cruz says he's tried them and they're delicious yeah sure he has what a liar <laughs> mm-hmm uh, from hit him in the Diet Coke area, you're asking for accountability from progressives and their destructive beliefs? How dare you? How dare you? Jeffy's hidden belt buckle? <laughs> uh, that two million degree yellow thing in the sky might have something to do with the Earth's climate. <laughs> what a buffoon! Oh no, come on, that's just stupid. Uh, obviously, Jeffy's hidden belt buckle doesn't know science. Right. <laughs> to blame nice the, try. Uh, the weather on this planet uh, from that yellow orb in the sky? I Come thought on. it was just there for looks. <laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's, yeah. The DNC's lava lamp of perpetual outrage tweets, If I was a walrus, I'd jump to my death, too. If I found <laughs> out that Greta Thunberg was a spokesman for my species? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fair point. You know what? Maybe we need to revisit that. That's a a smarter take. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, 888-933-93. By the way, if you miss any portion of the show, you can always revisit it uh, on on the podcast, and you can get the podcast at iTunes or Google Play, Google Chrome, uh, Spotify, Mm -hmm. anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, you could watch the show uh, for Mm -hmm. free at YouTube.com. Slash Pat Gray as well. And do all the things, you know, subscribe and all of that fun stuff, too, because that helps us. Uh, by the way, you can uh, you can check out my effort at playing cricket the other oh, day. that was fun. In honor of uh, natural. President Trump visiting India. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. It went well. It went really well. It went well. Yeah, you'll see how, you, how well it went when you go click on that. <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, <laughs> yes. Um, also, we've got an ancient... Armadillo uh, find. Oh, nice. Did this happen? Oh, it's in Argentina. Discovered by a farmer in Argentina. Do we have the picture of the this giant? They say it's a it's wow, a wow. Look at that thing. Armadillo. That is the size of a car. Ain't the size of a no. What huh? kind of car is that size? Those are, that's four that's, of them right there. And no, they're smaller than the people. <laughs> that is not car size. <laughs> what are they? What? Okay. Uh, unless you're talking about there. Okay, there. Oh, okay. Chris Cruz's car. Chris's yeah. car. Now, Maybe. Okay. Now, now we see the analogy. Okay. So yeah. So the armadillo is the size of Chris Cruz's <laughs> smart car. Blueberry. Yeah. There, there's, okay. there's nothing smart about that stinking car. <laughs> I mean, That's if funny. you if you hit a pebble in the road, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. What? Have you ever gotten in a wreck, uh, Chris, in that car? No. Okay. Be careful. That looks uh, mighty risky. A fly. 
you, you run into a fly on mm-hmm. the highway. It smashes through your windshield and kills you dead. Like, what's the top speed wind that your car can resist before it eight. blows over? Eight miles eight. an hour. A yeah. gust of eight miles an hour does well, it. Well, that's in that's in a you know if you, if you got the wind behind you, it's pushing you forward a little bit. Then wait, you can go eight. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> TV's Rob down the hall is telling me that um, that if you look closely underneath mm-hmm. Chris's car, uh, there's some there's some manifold hanging down. And and that was because, like you oh, said, yeah. there was a pebble in the road. <laughs> he went over it and it just ripped it. It, it ripped off up right his, his uh, carriage. That That's great. That is. T- don't drive. Do- oh my gosh, Chris, I love you. So please never drive in Fort Worth. You will never make it out. That's for sure. Those roads. Ooh, they'll swallow you up. Mm. So first, there were uh, rumors of human-sized penguins in New Zealand, previously unknown cousin of the T-Rex in Canada, and now we got these car-sized armadillos in Argentina. Mm-hmm. I mean, why was everything so big uh, back in the day? Prehistoric remains are thought to be around 20,000 years old and were discovered at the bottom of a dried-up riverbed in Buenos Aires. Oh, so maybe uh, hmm. one of the benefits of climate change. Oh, my. We can find all these uh, previously mm-hmm. unknown species. So mm-hmm. wait a minute. So wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So the scientists that supposedly know everything and that are directing policy around the world, mm-hmm. they didn't know these three species existed until just very recently? Exactly. Yeah, but I thought, yeah, I thought they knew absolutely everything there was to know. Uh-huh. And if you didn't believe everything they ever said, you're a science denier. Settled I mean, there's, science. There's consensus. Consensus. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Huh. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, speaking of consensus, let me show you what these college students had to say about abortions. I think this is Daily Caller going out, and uh, and they ask college kids how far into a pregnancy can a woman should a woman be able to have an abortion, and here's how that lovely discussion went. During pregnancy, do you think a woman should be able to attain an abortion? When do you think? At what point? Um, I think first, she, second, or third trimester. I think she should be able to get it whenever she wants. I think whenever any trimester, wants. honestly. Up through the third trimester. Yep. Any time, as yep. long as it's medically necessary. Pause this for a second. So if it's just <laughs> any time, as long as this is just something he's heard from somebody, <laughs> you could tell. Any time, as long as it's medically necessary. When is it medically necessary? In the year 2020, when is it medically necessary for a person to have an abortion? That's almost never the case. All right, go ahead. Anytime, as long as it's medically necessary. (laughs) So if it's just a matter of convenience, you're not okay with that? I am, but it depends. (laughs) On what? I think it's the woman's choice. All the way through. So birth? Yeah. Yeah. Second. Oh, okay. Second trimester. Okay, what about you? I'll say uh, third. Up until the third trimester? Okay, so so why do you draw the line there? Uh, I think I would say that the third is probably almost <laughs> almost fully formed, so it's probably the best not to. Any time that it's safe for the person who's getting the abortion. Okay, so mm. up until birth. No, anything about abortions. Like, if that's safe, if you can, then go for it. Like, try and have it early, but, like, if it really comes down to it, like, you can do what you want with your body. (laughs) Uh, Pause that for a second. Uh, We're not talking about your body, though. We're talking about the body of the baby inside of you. It's not a baby. It's not a baby. (laughs) That's right. It's not a baby. It might be a clump of broccoli. I don't know. Uh (laughs) Uh... (laughs) 
What if a plastic bag is growing inside there? You don't want to keep that around, right? Because it's bad for the environment. <laughs> um, so just remove it and mm. recycle it. <laughs> I don't know. But pretty much any time. <laughs> wow. I mean, you can tell the lack of thought that's involved here. The propagandized uh, little auto- automatons that we have raised. It's really... It's frightening. Yep. All right, let's see the rest. What you want with your body? Uh, I feel like you should ask a woman. You shouldn't ask me. Why? You're, you can have an opinion. I feel like you're just going to make me Again. look stupid. Yeah. On the, Pause on it for the, a second. Yeah. The indoctrination. Uh, it, men have no, yeah. we have no say in this because well, what are we? Just, we're just contributors of seed. That's all we are. <laughs> that and he's a white dude. Seed contributors. So he is he's white. He's a male. Of the barrel. Yeah, he's a bottom feeder. Mm-hmm. He's scum of the earth, and he, he shouldn't even voice an opinion. He this doesn't guy. want to answer because he doesn't want to look stupid on camera. I got news for you. Well, he does also he do. He also doesn't want to get the crap beat out of him yep. on Twitter. Yep. Uh, or wherever. So it might be a smart move, actually. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, what's it called in your clip? How far along in your in clip? pregnancy do you think it it's okay like for CLIP? a woman to abort her baby? Mm-hmm. Oh. What's it called? Uh, I don't know. Probably depends on the circumstances. What if you, what if you're dating someone, she got pregnant? Uh, if I was dating someone, she got pregnant, we'd probably, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that. Yeah. Okay. But why? Why? Uh, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, even put myself in that situation in the first place. Do you guys That's know what a, a, a second or third trimester baby looks like? Have you ever seen like an ultrasound? So we actually have those right here. Mm. This is a second trimester baby inside a mother's womb. So you said you were okay with aborting something that looks like that. <laughs> does, like, does seeing it change your mind at all? Wow. He's yeah. thinking. Yeah. Ah, about nice. that. Nice. Yeah, how about that. It's more developed than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So this is a yeah. third, third trimester baby. Um, does that change your mind seeing it? Nah. Just nah. you still holding strong in third trimester? Yeah. Wow. It's about what you wow. want. But what like you want. What I want. What any woman what any wants woman. What to do. Woman. If she doesn't want a kid, she doesn't have to have a kid. Uh, but if she's already given birth, mm. then you give it up for adoption. You don't kill a born child. <laughs> yeah, I, I see why you think that's funny, because it's a born child, right? Have you ever seen an ultrasound of a baby in the third trimester? I have, yes. I don't know. I feel like when it's in child at that point, it's the mother who is more in control and more in demand. I feel like the baby is wow. just... I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like that's when life begins. Have you have you actually ever seen a third trimester ultrasound? I have, yeah. So does seeing it like in it. front of you change your mind at all? Like does does the visual of that? Actually, we have some ultrasounds right here. So that's a third trimester baby. Um, what do you think? Does, does seeing it change your mind at all, or does that evoke any kind of feeling? No. 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 Wow. Still aboard it just fine. Wow. Yeah, I still you know believe in a woman's choice, and I think. Um, that baby still isn't alive, so. <laughs> it isn't alive? It actually is medically alive. Mm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I still yeah. believe, you know, I mean, if the woman, that's what she chooses, hasn't been born yet, so. Okay, wow. so once it exits the, the mother's womb, once it's in a different location, that kind of <laughs> defines whether it's alive or not? Nice. Yeah, for yeah. me. That's yeah, where I um, wow. draw the line morally. Oh, yeah. Are you okay with aborting third trimester wow. babies? Have you ever seen an ultrasound of a third trimester baby? Critical thinkers. Yeah. Yeah. So does seeing one, like, in front of you actually change, like, does it change your mind at all? Like, seeing how developed it is in the third trimester? No. No. You still think that's a woman's choice, whether it's convenience or a medical issue? It's totally up to her. 
who else would it be up to? What do you think? So if a baby looks like this, do you think Jeez. it's okay to still perform an abortion on that baby? Yeah, I think post, I mean, basically what she said about the fact that it's like two parties that you're, that you're considering and like this image only, like we don't know anything about the situation of what the mother is in. This baby's third <laughs> trimester. This baby could survive outside the womb. What do you guys think? They still in her body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or whatever. Mm -hmm. still, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I don't yeah, care I about life. don't know that much about like the scientific um, oh, aspect behind sad. trimesters. Maybe you should look into it. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's important to look into it. Uh, like, you know, it might be something that's living or <clears throat> stuff. I would like to... Uh, Offer a correction to something I said earlier in the programming mm -hmm. uh, today, uh, when I when I stated that maybe society isn't as bad as we think. I think I just had no, a moment. It's, flash. it's worse. Yeah, it's I just had worse. a moment flash where I thought, nah, nah, we just yeah. it just seems more pervasive because we have smartphones everywhere. Mm -hmm. No, we're yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're in real good hands with these kids. Wow, she's these are the future leaders. <sighs> So, anyway. I mean, the lack of concern for human life is staggering to me. How did this happen where they just, I mean, they don't think about the life inside at all. The life inside is not the woman's body. Now, it's inside there, yes, but it's a separate body to consider and a separate person to consider. But they don't. They don't consider that at all it just it's pure selfishness whatever she wants to do whenever she wants to do it if after birth i'll bet you most of those kids would say if after birth she doesn't want it she could probably kill it i mean what's the difference whether it's one second before birth or two minutes after so ask those same uh 20 somethings those teenagers ask them at what age does a kid get to decide if it wants to be the opposite sex and change its gender? Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, well, as soon as they feel that they, they're ready to, I don't know, three? <laughs> you know that'd be the uh, They don't care. They're, they're fine. As I'm soon sure as they can speak the words. There's no critical thinking ability there at all. But no, it's not alive when it's in the womb. Uh, <laughs> and it's been uh, in the mother's womb for eight months and 30 days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doesn't matter. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. A few tweets here from Pat Unleashed from Sam. Every time somebody says China, I hear Bernie saying China. Anyone else? Oh yes, yes. Uh, Stoning Duck. Bloomberg ads are. To the end of every other word as well. Irritates the hell out of me. <laughs> me too. It, dri it drives me nuts. And then when an R does come up, they can't say it. Yeah. It's a very strange phenomenon. A northeastern thing. Uh, Jack's Dad 05. There's a hole in the fridge where the diet soda once was. Somebody's hoarding saccharin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The coronavirus. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's getting real all up in here. Yeah. America. Getting real. Yo. Wake up. <laughs> Your diet sodas are at risk. <laughs> this gets us to pay attention. Uh, nothing else has, but we'll pay attention to this. Wait a minute. Are you saying Diet Coke may not be on the store shelf when I want it? 
Yeah, okay. Now now we got to cure this thing. Uh, let's go to Julie in Ohio. Hey, Julie, you're on the blaze. Julie, hello. In Ohio, and I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the coronavirus. I mm-hmm. hear your show a lot, but not everything you say, of course. You're a physician. Um, you're a physician, correct? Things. I am. Okay. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there is a tremendous amount of collateral effects from this in our in our area. Not, I mean, the United States, the world. For example, uh, we've ordered masks, which are going to be hard to find. We only get 80% of our last order, and that will probably continue to decrease. Uh, 30% of the people in China who were infected were healthcare workers in the hospital. And, you know, if you don't have that line of treatment available and those people available, it's going to be hard to take care of these kind of patients. It's definitely a casual contact type of, uh, of infection. There are two parts of it. There, for many people, are an initial um, illness. It's very much mm-hmm. like a cold. And then if you are going to get in trouble, it's the next week. So it's a more prolonged than the typical influenza we need uh, things like the N95 masks, eye protection, gowns, gloves, et cetera, to be able to take care of the flu patients, as well as, of course, to try to, if possible, contain you know this this uh, this newer virus. Um, when you had said in the past, I'd heard you say that the mortality rate for uh, the flu um, was higher than for the coronavirus, and actually that's not correct. Yeah, we heard that and today that it's not it later that it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's about about two percent. Um, and it's Coro- uh, well. Hang on a second. We're up against a break here, sure. and I want to I want to yeah. hear the rest of this. Um, so we'll come right back with you. Uh, appreciate it. Hang on for a second, Julie. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, more from Julie and the uh, the facts mm-hmm. on coronavirus, and a couple of questions that have just come up in my head now. Coming up on Pat Grandley. <laughs> Uh, and Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where constitutional nobody tweets if Bernie loves socialism so much. Let's ask him where he made his millions and why he doesn't live in Venezuela. Give that million away. Bovine scatology, waffle fries taste good on their own. Kale requires something as rancid as vinegar just to make it palatable. Just saying. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, it's inedible. Kale is inedible, which is why I've showed you that terrific recipe for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's also available at youtube.com slash Pat Gray. From USSA News, women can also have the choice to not get pregnant or to put the baby up for adoption. Mm-hmm. There's your choice. Sure. No, that's just silly. What? No. Well, I thought they were onto on. something. <laughs> no. You can't ask them to do any of that. My bad. Pounce de Leon, uh, was that a man on the streets at a Jonas Brothers concert? <laughs> okay. Uh, I've sheen your hernia tweets, dear indoctrinated mush skulls, the minority report precogs heard your ideas about third, second, or even first trimester abortions. And, uh, some of their people will call on you soon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Let's get back to, uh, Julia on Ohio, the physician that's, uh, talking about the coronavirus. Now, one of the things we've mentioned is that the the flu rate has been higher in the past. Like the Spanish flu mortality rate was 20%. Uh, and the flu rate right now 
I don't know what it, I think it's a little under one percent, but so many more people get the flu here in America than uh, that have gotten the coronavirus worldwide. It's it's there's no comparison there. You can't compare that uh, because so far in America the mortality rate is zero. Nobody has died here from it, um, and you know that might not always be the case, but I, I certainly hope it is. Anyway, you had some uh, you had some other figures that you wanted to share with us. Um, well, mortality for flu is 0.1%. Point one, uh, yeah. Last year we had, yeah, I believe we had 150,000 deaths with the flu. And that also includes, by the way, when we say the flu, it's actually flu-like illness. So not everyone who uh, has the flu is diagnosed with the nasal swab PCR test. Uh, when we're yeah. in the middle of uh, an epidemic, then we call it flu-like illness. And a lot of people are treated as though they had the flu. They may or may not have had it. You know, we're very early in this particular condition, mm-hmm. um, really December, uh, probably, and maybe earlier, depending on, you know, on China's information. But um, it's ex- it's much more contagious than the flu is the current feeling. It's uh, it's a uh, very small virus. So the loop masks, the ones that are more flexible, you see people wearing mm-hmm. are really not uh, protection, and it's not that we're telling people to go out and get the harder N95 masks that we use in the hospital, but those loop masks will not protect you from it. A lot of times wow. what happens with both the flu and this virus is, is what's happening is you're, you get it on the front of the mask, you're taking your mask off with your hand, you're touching your hand after you take your mask off to your face, your eyes, or whatever, um, and that's the yeah. entry point for, for viruses. Um, so I really mm. do believe we're in the beginning of this um, of this event. So you think it's going to be uh, bad here? So, I do. I do. I think do it, I think there's going to be a lot of infected people. I mm-hmm. don't think the mortality rate is going to change necessarily, but there will be a lot of people stuck in certain places, nursing homes, prisons, hospitals, you know, dialysis centers. You know, what happens if, it, if it's in a dialysis center? They don't have the means to isolate people. So I guess my point in calling was to say there's a lot of collateral effects of this type of a thing, particularly because it's for many people, when they are sick, it's a very prolonged event. Uh, the most recent, from what I very briefly read about in Los Angeles, was a, a patient that they don't have any uh, identifiable contacts with the questions we typically ask. Were you in China? Have you been near anyone from endemic areas? Mm-hmm. And this patient you know, was admitted uh, with well into the disease on a ventilator with a positive test. And there's a lot of uh, of looking around for who that person could have been in contact with. So that's how it's going to become a community issue. And it's not going to be over in a couple of months. It's probably going to be one of those global things that uh, returns and recurs. And it's not that we won't eventually have treatment. Uh, coronavirus, we don't necessarily keep an immunity to. It's not It's not a one-time disease like chickenpox, for example, uh, or measles. Um, so it, we'll be dealing with it for a very long time, and we're, we are starting to see shortages. And the CDC's recommendation is hospitals and health centers start preserving or finding ways to not waste our materials, masks in particular. Um, so, yeah, I do think it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big change. I think it may also be one of those things that sort of at least temporarily, maybe permanently, will revolutionize some ways of taking care of patients. There will be more telemedicine. Uh, there'll be more uh, contact when you come into a hospital, for example, to decide what part of the of the facility you're going to go to before you're evaluated so that we don't risk giving it to vulnerable people. Um, so I'd, I'd definitely pay attention to this and see that in the next month we're going we're gonna to see a lot of ramifications. 
Yeah, absolutely. It should be paid attention. I'm just saying we shouldn't be panicking right now. We shouldn't be shutting no, down I don't our, think the public our society panic, right now. But I think that I, I agree. But I think that the medical people uh, definitely have to have in place plans to how to deal with mm-hmm. shortages, mm-hmm. medication shortages, because so many of our medications come from China or compounded in China. Um, uh, you know, as I said, there's a global need for masks, and you're going to start seeing uh, less of those. And if your healthcare workers get sick, they're not out for three days. Yeah, I mean, we, we we work with the flu. You're not going to be out for three days if you get this. Especially the, if you get into the second phase of it, where you become quite ill. The spread of this, though, Julie, is it? Do you have to <clears throat> like touch the person that is infected in order to to get the disease yourself, or is, no, is it airborne? It's it is considered airborne. Now, this is the, oh, it this is. is one of the problems. The CDC is just now growing it. When you hear about all this information we have, we we. We have information about it spread by what's called the PCR, which is the swab test you have for the flu. You look at the DNA of what's on the swab. Mm-hmm. That's how we know if it's coronavirus. And there's only five labs in the United States that even can test for it that are CDC labs. Uh, so there's a delay. There's a three or four day delay to get that material down to the CDC or to one of the labs and get that, that information back. So number one, it is felt to be airborne. They're growing it now. They're going to have more information as they see its behavior. It can live on surfaces for days, and that's typical of that type of virus, that coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So it's not just being in the room with the person, which is why it's, it really is casual contact. Um, the, there's no treatment for it right now. There's meds in the pipeline that they're testing, and there's certainly, of course, no vaccine um, at this point. Um, but if so you if you're breathing that, the same air as a person who's infected, can you get it from that? Mm-hmm. You can. They recommend a six that you're wow. to be six feet away from someone who has it. Okay. And again, mm. casual contact. Now that person who's carrying that virus, this is true of the flu as well, but uh, the person can be absolutely asymptomatic for a couple of days and shed oh. that virus. Oh boy. Or they could just have a cold. Mm. And in in many people, and this is probably what's happening. There are so many people that have mild disease, which is why when you look at the Chinese numbers of 70, some thousand, there are no doubt uh, thousands and thousands of people who aren't particularly ill with it, but mm-hmm. who are spreaders of the disease. And as much as you'd like to say, boy, China has you know, screwed this up or whatever, they are they have to be overwhelmed. I cannot imagine working in a hospital or a healthcare clinic. Uh, they don't have enough reagent to test everybody, and they're no longer testing all of these people with the PCR. They're doing x-rays or going by their clinical uh, evaluation to see if, if they have it. And they're still trying containment, and that's what all these countries are doing, including the United States. So, Julie, Julie, um, you, you, you made reference mm-hmm. to a drug in the pipeline. I've heard of this drug. I heard that, that they were trying to rush it through. It would take about a year. Now I've heard they might get it out within six months. That would be a miracle. I believe they're that starting ha- clinical trials. Yeah. Okay. Starting clinical trials now. So this 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 virus has spread. You know, we've known about it for two months. I mean, what does it look like in your professional opinion? Still six months out from possibly having this drug available. I mean, we're talking like August, right? Well, remember, almost everybody recovers. Okay. So mm-hmm. if the, the drug is important. Is the drug important? Sure. I don't know which group they're going to test it on. Is it going to be the people who are on ventilators and are desperately ill? Yeah. And is that really fair to say, boy, they were on their way out anyway, unfortunately, and this drug didn't have an effect? You know, I, I don't know that information, of course. Gotcha. But 
Uh, most people probably won't need to be treated, would be my guess. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and maybe just if you're hospitalized, you would have to be treated. But there is not enough capacity right now, especially during flu season, in hospitals. They're already close to capacity. And again, you're looking at, at nursing care, uh, the people that support the patients in the hospital not getting this. That has got to be the focus. Uh, a focus of this is to protect your healthcare workers. It sounds mm-hmm. like I'm exaggerating, but it, it really is a it mm-hmm. really is a big deal. Nurses and other people taking care of patients are really freaked out by this, and they need to know by the, from their hospitals and their bosses. Yeah, we got you. Everybody has an N95 mask. Everybody has eye protection. You're not going to know that person has that for days after you're taking care of them, and that's a problem. Yeah. And if you have it in a hospital, you're likely to spread that to many people before you know that you should be thinking about it. So that's, to me, the biggest issue in the United States. But again, the mortality rate the, I mean, the mat- mortality rate mortality with corona rate is, is two, probably about 2%. Two? Two percent. Two yeah. percent. Okay. Now, that's uh, in other countries. I mean, we have excellent medical care here, and that's... Right. Well, it's just below it's just case. below Cuba and Uganda, but, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's all we've got. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm not trying to make people fearful, but I want to be sure if... It, if well, yeah, I'm right. Safe. Yes. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Julie. Yeah, I was saying earlier yeah. today that, you know, while I don't think we should be panicking right now since 60 people out of 330 million have it, um, it could become a serious issue here. And, and it should be taken seriously and we should be taking precautions. I just don't think that the stock market should be tanking right now mm-hmm. and that we, sh- we need to be in panic mode and clear out all the store shelves uh, with supplies quite yet. Um, you know, because you can speculate all you want. We, you know, who knows? In six months, we may have a cure for it. Doesn't, I mean, nobody's saying that. <laughs> Let's hope. Except me, but it's possible. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, mean Americans... some good warnings from, from Julian, Ohio, but she didn't yeah. get to the whole, the important aspect of this, which is the diet cola supply chain which is it's really going to kick this thing into gear by the we, way we learned earlier mm-hmm. and you know what that's kind of not joking because it is the yeah. those kinds of things that americans take seriously uh, exactly and it kicks us into gear <laughs> don't mess with our diet soda supply don't do it don't mess with our television programs and don't mess with with our our soda supply and atm fees we don't like atm fees either. <laughs> no, okay. no tax me so. Until uh, I'm blue in the face mm-hmm. and my head explodes and my uh, eyes catch on fire. But don't charge me an ATM fee of $2.75. Don't do it. <laughs> That's America in a nutshell, right. everybody. Yeah. Take 50% of everything I've already paid taxes on mm-hmm. my whole life. Sure, absolutely. And take 50% of all of that when I die Whatever. so that it can't go to my family. Mm-hmm. But don't you dare charge me two seventy five for that ATM fee. Yeah. Don't you dare don't do it. for that foreign ATM. I won't. No, mm-hmm. I won't stand for that. We are a weird group of people. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, totally. Uh, Jacob in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Yes, you were asking before uh, why the animals were so big back in uh, prehistoric times. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the answer for you. Okay, it's because they were all competing with Jeffy, and it didn't work, so they all died off. <laughs> Wow. wow. Jeffy yeah, I, outlived all the big animals. And That's he's been one. around that long, so that actually right. your math checks out, Jacob. Nice. Huh. That's a good point. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, another, uh, another mystery solved. Hmm.
That's right what here we do. on the Pat Gray uh, Unleashed program. <laughs> do you know we have a new uh, moon orbiting the Earth? Do we? Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a mini moon. It's a it's a mini moon. A mini moon. A visiting mini moon is circling the Earth, according to astronomers who discovered the cosmic uh, squatter in our planet's <laughs> orbit. It's a tiny asteroid dubbed 2020 CD3. Again, another catchy so name. So catchy. Man, they know how to name things at NASA. It was spotted by astronomers in Tucson, Arizona on Feb- February 15th. Uh, a researcher at the Catalina Sky Survey at the University of Arizona okay. said uh, Earth has a temporarily captured object, possible oh. mini-moon. Oh, he's just visiting? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, my Catalina Sky Survey teammate Todd Prune and I found the 20th magnitude object. I don't know what that means, 20th magnitude we're not, object. We're not hip enough. <clears throat> uh, they said the object measures about 6 to 11 feet across. Yeah, that is a mini moon. What? And its orbit suggests that it entered the Earth's orbit about three years ago. It's 6 to 11 feet. Why am I even reading that? that? Wait, this freeloading <clears throat> moon has been hanging out? Yeah, stop. For three years? I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Also, NASA thinks alien life might be hunt, hiding underground in ancient caves on Mars. Mm. But they're not talking about intelligent life. It's just oh, microbes. that's lame. Yeah, I hate that. What a stupid... Throw that one away, too. Yeah, that's that dumb. Not even worth it. That is not even so worth it. dumb. Still trying to get to a good space story. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> NASA officials are baffled oh, after oh, oh. space cameras following a UFO near the International Space Station... As they watch this thing for over 20 minutes. What? And they don't know what it is. No. They don't know what oh, it is. Oh, this is fun. Look at that Let's thing. Let's look at it. Look at it. Oh. Okay. So this just... is a camera from the ISS. Uh-huh. And there's the object. And what does it do? It does stuff. Let's see know. it again. It flies. And then it flies. And then. Yeah. And then. It kinda, and look at that. It just kind of flying. And then it goes. Kind of goes I think fast. eventually it shoots straight up into the atmosphere and says, bye-bye. Huh. That's creepy. I think that's creepy. It's like it looked all like a metal cone or something they described it as. Come on, Pat. That's weird. That's not a natural object, though. No. Right? Uh, you know what? Doesn't Hold look on. like it. Oh, wait. Look. Follow up from NASA. There was a bug on the windshield of the ISS. No. <laughs> that, that was that was cool. And that yeah, was that very cool. clear, too, that picture. It wasn't like all fuzzy and grainy. And you know what makes people really suspicious is that almost every single time something like that turns up on cameras in space, NASA cuts the feed. And you know what happened here was Bob was in charge of uh, looking out for alien life forms and spaceships and stuff like that. And uh, he was on break or he had some bad Mexican the night before. And so he uh-huh. wasn't there to turn off the feed. Right. And so they captured it for 20 minutes. Right. That's pretty wild, man. That's that good weird. stuff. Yeah. That's weird. Hmm. I'd like to know what that is. Me is that too. something of ours? Is it something China has? When I see that stuff, as cool as it would be to have these encounters with aliens, mm-hmm. I secretly hope it's just the Air Force. Like okay, no, we have a really always you know. Yes, I always want it to be us. (laughs) I don't want that to be. Mm -hmm. I would choose it to be aliens over China or Russia. Absolutely. So no question about it. So so as you're watching video like this from NASA, this unexplained type craft stuff. Mm -hmm. So what's the hierarchy? We first hope it's our Air Force or Space Force now, right? Yes. Then we hope it's an alien. Yes. And then we hope it's a a a bad country. Yeah. (laughs) 
anything from China or Russia is uh, really frightening. More frightening to me than than aliens. Me too, man. For sure, because if aliens, <laughs> if aliens are here from some other planet, they've got amazing technology, and they could have already destroyed us if they wanted to, and they haven't. So that's a good sign. Yeah. But if it's Russia or China, <laughs> uh, that's a problem. That's a little bit of a concern, I yep. would say. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and you just don't, you never know because the military is not going to tell us if that's if that's their vehicle because they don't want anybody else to know it. It's obviously top secret. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, I love this story. A woman writing for the Guardian recently shared how her unease over her boyfriend's penchant for wearing wedding dresses. <laughs> has challenged her progressive ideals and pushed her to perform a scrupulous inventory of her deepest ideas about masculinity. She <laughs> what wrote, is happening? I'm quick to blame men for their toxic behavior, but in this case, okay. I, the woman, was part of the problem. Ah. So she begins her story like this. Her boyfriend screams, Emily, I found the one. Ian thrust the white garment into the air like a NASCAR trophy. Its lace sleeves sashayed from the tapered bodice and fluffy uh, tulle, tulle, tully, grazed the dirty tiles of of the thrift store floor. A smile stretched across Ian's scruffy face and his blue eyes danced with the giddy excitement of a bride saying, I do. Oh, wow, I managed to spit out. Emily recalled that she and her boyfriend were shopping in preparation for the annual Mother's Day Mount St. Helens climb. It's a tradition where hikers put on some kind of flowing garment in honor of mothers on their way up the up the uh, up the mountain. All right, well, that's dumb in of itself. That's stupid. Yeah, but I mean, it's the Seattle area. Uh, so while wearing something like a dress on such a day is customary, Emily said she knew her boyfriend would be among the most especially outrageous that day. Apparently, wearing feminine clothing is something that he's demonstrated a real keenness for in the past. It's not unusual to uh, it's not an unusual sight to spot him sporting a dress, a skirt, or a sarong at a party picnic or trailhead. She said, "Oh, good." No. But I find myself unexpectedly uneasy with his new fondness for feminine clothes. A reaction that challenged the progressive ideals I'd prided myself on for decades. I'd long thought I was contributing to a progressive shift in how we define masculinity. Finally allowing men to be emotional and vulnerable. Or to ask for help. Or to hug their male friends. I don't have a problem with any any of that. Or to wear dresses. Okay, now that might be a little too far. I mean, come on. She says, despite her progressive ideals, though, she mustered up the courage to make a major admission. I still crave traditional masculinity. Huh. Oh, what a hater. I know, right? You can't be liking traditional male masculinity. No, no, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. Nope, nope. That's not okay. It is not okay. Even though it's nature, Puddin. Period. <laughs> I mean, that's, this is how we're built. We are weird, man. Women should, right, by rights, be drawn to that as men are drawn to femininity. It's just, I, and now we're supposed to apologize for that? No, I'm not going to. And it's so ridiculous that people find it necessary to. Yeah, I still crave traditional uh, masculinity in, in a mate. 
Huh. Wonder why that is. What a hater. Hmm. I wonder if that's because uh, women are drawn to hunter-gatherers. I, I, is that possible? No, of course not. We've got to deny our very nature now and say, no, it's okay that my boyfriend puts on wedding dresses and <laughs> loves it. <laughs> it's great. It's great. And I love it where he wear, when he wears mascara and, uh, <laughs> and lipstick. It's just really attractive to me. You're, you don't need to be attracted to that. But progressives are so ridiculous... They feel like they, they have to be attracted to that. And she feels like she has to encourage her boyfriend to dress up in a wedding dress. So asinine. I mean, just... You're going against our very nature with this stuff. And we're just supposed to be okay with it and say, Yep, okay, yeah, that, she's really open-minded. Wow. Did we officially shut the country down earlier then? We did, or, yeah. Okay, we might want to... I might consider just shutting the whole planet off at this point, because <laughs> this is... Just ooh. start all over again. You start it over. I think there's a chance that could happen. Giant armadillos, there's where a- are you when we need you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, it's enough to make you just want to end the show with something stupid. Uh, <laughs> like this reporter who was doing a report on Facebook of the weather. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he's a weather guy. Yeah. And he went out and actually... Uh, he pressed a wrong button or something yeah facebook on his live phone. yeah he hit the wrong filter He's going and, uh, facebook live and one of the filters kicked in and he didn't realize it oh that's a memorable report happening there cooper had put out a message to be careful do they keep switching like this yeah just automatically just switches and uh as you can see wizard guy we had the spaceship guy the googly eyes oh nice i like those keep those there keep them oh 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 Oh, oh, wait, no, now it's a purple, purple mustache. mustache. Oh, he's working out. <laughs> Blues Brothers. The hat actually looks pretty good on him. Yeah, oh, we're back to astronaut guy. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah, something Pilot. going on there. But hey, uh, it's definitely, uh, and it just definitely keeps, a memorable report. Just keeps going because he doesn't have any idea that that's happening to him. <laughs> you should actually do that, and a lot of people told him this. Uh, you should actually do this on a regular basis on purpose because it's, it's <laughs> funny. Wasn't it India or Pakistan or somewhere where they were having uh, like a government report and mm. somebody was, was, it was a serious topic or something and the filter kicked on? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you got to be careful. I don't know how now you're talking. I don't know how to work my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to flip it around. I don't know how to do any of those effects. Might I want to learn. Totally see that happening to me. Oh, sure. Or maybe to you as I'm holding the camera for you sometime. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. On accident, complete accident is what would happen if that. See you tomorrow for Frivolous Friday, <laughs> right here on Pack Radio.